please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we have been looking at the benefits of fearing God, and we're going to wind it up today by looking at something that's very important that we need to have at all times, strong confidence in God. We need to have strong confidence in God. Turn first of all, and let's look at the Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. And then we're going to look at a lot of examples in the Old and New Testament about those people who had strong confidence in what God could do. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. So if we fear God, remember how it means to fear God, reverential fear, stand in awe of his presence, honor and praise him, even for the point of a little bit of being afraid of what he will be judging us on in the future. So we need to understand that as we fear God, fear God, there is strong confidence. In other words, we're going to concentrate on God himself and not on what we think we can do. Because he's going to do some things that seemingly be impossible to do. Remember uh, Philippians chapter 14, verse 13. I mean, verse, uh, not chapter 14, but chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, when I've got strong confidence in God as to what he can do in and through me, I can do all things because he's going to do it. Not Frank, not you. He's going to do it. We've got to depend upon him doing and accomplishing his will. We are his instruments. So let's look at some examples. First of all, uh, we're going to just we're going to look at briefly some of these things. We're going to look at uh, Noah. Noah in Genesis chapter six and 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 chapter seven. So there was a lot of corruption going on in this in this land. And God said, listen, I've got to do something about it. I've got to solve the problem. I've got to basically start over again. So he found a righteous man named Noah. Now Noah had the task of building an ark to save he and his family because God said a flood will be coming and you need to build an ark. So for 120 years, Noah was building an ark and people making fun of him. So guess what Noah had to have? Strong confidence that God would fulfill his word. God would do exactly what he said. God, he's obeying God no matter what people say, no matter what they are doing. He's going to obey God to the letter. 
He's not going to listen to anybody else. He's got strong confidence in what God will do. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. He was fearing God. And when you fear God, you have strong confidence in what God will do. He was moved by godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So by faith, Noah, being divinely warned, moved with godly confidence, moved with godly fear. And that's what it's all about. When you fear God, you have that confidence in him that what he says, he will do. And you need to walk in that at all times. Just think about Noah. Think about what he had to go through. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be able to obey God, have confidence in God that what he says in your life, he will do? Let's go on to the next example with, with Abram. Abram in Genesis chapter 12 through 27. Remember that God, let's, let's look at the Genesis chapter 12. Here we have a guy named Abram. Now, here we have a guy named Frank. Uh, here we have a guy named Joe. Here we have a person named Sally. So God can speak to all of us, and he's speaking to Abram and says, starting with verse 1, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make you your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Huh? Who, how, how, how is that going to take place? You don't need to figure out how it's going to be done you just need to have strong confidence in what God says he will do. He will do. That's what Abram did. He had strong confidence in what God will do. That's what it says over here in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. And he, not being weary, he, talking about Abram, not, not, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. He was able to perform. I am fully convinced, Abram would say, I have confidence in God that what he said, he's going to do. Don't understand it. Don't quite comprehend it all. Can't figure it out. I don't see it. But God said it. 
and I have strong confidence that he will get it done. He will do it. I can depend on him. So Noah had strong confidence. Abram had strong confidence. Now, what about this guy named Moses? Moses now was sent to Egypt to release a whole nation of people from bondage as recorded in Exodus chapter 3, verse 15. He spoke to, to Moses through a burning bush. Man, I wish I could see a burning bush. But God doesn't always do that. He always speaks to you in different ways, in your innermost being mainly, that you have confidence in what God can do. God will do it. He said it. It will take place. So Moses said, uh, I don't know if I can do this, God. And basically God was saying, shut up, I'll give you the help. Aaron will go with you, and he'll be your spokesperson. Don't worry about it. God, uh, Abram, I mean Moses, I ain't going to take care of it all. So in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 again, in verse 27, Hebrews 11, 27, talking about Moses. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. By faith, he forsook, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. So by faith, he left Egypt, and he went on and found out what God would want him to do. Wow. By faith, Moses, Moses, Moses was to deliver and set free a nation. Glory, hallelujah. Strong confidence. Can you do that? Can you be used by God to set the United States free of the burden of the evil that is facing in this nation today? Yes, we can. We can believe. Believe for right where you are. I'm believing right where I am that God's going to set free the town that I'm in, the county that I'm in, that he's going to set free the people to come to Jesus. They're in bondage to the evil one and bondage to religion, and they're going to be set free by the power of the name of Jesus. So, Noah, Abram, Moses, how about uh, Joshua? Joshua was told to go into the promised land. Remember, he people were saying, we can't do this. There's, there's no way possible. How in the world can we, can we have this? It, it, uh, it's, the enemy is too big. We can't handle this. But Joshua said, yes, we can, because I've got strong confidence in God that he's going to do what he had promised we were going into the promised land. Hallelujah. And that's what took place as recorded in Numbers chapter 27, verses 12 through 33. You can read it for yourself. So Joshua would go into the promised land and be the instrument of God 
Now, how in the world could he ever deal with the enemy that was there? Well, that's up to God. What God says, he will accomplish. So in Joshua chapter 6, Joshua chapter 6, God gave Joshua a, a, a design on how to deal with the enemy, to defeat the enemy at uh, Jericho. And said, listen, I don't want you to do battle. I want you to march around it. Say nothing for six days. And then on the seventh day, march around and shout. When they did, the walls fell down. So you can have strong confidence that what God says he will do, and when you do it his way, it will always come to pass. So back in Hebrews again, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were circled for seven days. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but if I'm in an army, I don't, I don't know about just walking around a, a, a city and just saying nothing. And then on the seventh day, just shouting and praising the Lord. That's not a battle plan, but that's God's plan. God knows what he's doing. God will do it his way and his way only. Now you can depend on that. There's another guy in the Old Testament that we saw that, listen, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, you think you know where I'm going? You probably do. That's David. There was a giant that was facing a nation, so listen, anyone that can defeat me, my people will serve them. My people will serve you if you can defeat me. That's what the giant was basically saying. Now, no one would go out and face it, but David, a little boy who had five smooth stones and a slingshot, would come out and face this giant. And in 1 Samuel 17, verse 46, verse 46, here, David is saying, this day, the Lord will deliver you, talking to the giant, into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and wild beasts of the earth, they, that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. So here David is speaking faith against this giant, standing up with strong confidence in what God says he will do. Now I tell you, if we could gather the youth together and, and say you can have strong confidence in what God can do, they can stand up against all the giants that they're facing in their life and to set them free. Strong confidence. Strong confidence is what's needed. So we had uh, Noah, Abram, Moses, Joshua, and then David. Now what else? 
Well, how about in Daniel chapter 3? Daniel chapter 3. Oh, let's go there. I tell you, when you got strong confidence in God, he will do everything that he has promised. Daniel chapter 3, we see we have three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let's look at some of the scriptures here. In verse 17, If that is the case, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying, uh, listen, in verse 16, they said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this manner. We will not fall down and worship your God. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from the hand of your hand, O king, no matter what you're trying to do to us, we've got confidence that if we stand up for God, God's going to deliver us and set us free. Hallelujah. Verse 18, If not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship in the golden image which is set, but you have set up. Hallelujah. We're not going to obey you, king. Verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the fire furnace. And King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And he answered and said to the king, True, O king. And look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. What? What's going on in there? I thought we threw just three in, and then there's four. And they're not being hurt at all by any flame. And then verse 27, And the administrators and governors and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whom bodies, the fire had no power, and the hair of the head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of the fire was not on them. Nothing hurt them because they had strong confidence that if they just worshiped God and Him only, He would take care of them. You can depend on that. You can depend on God from delivering you from a fire furnace because you're not going to follow the way of the world. You're going to follow God. Have strong confidence in what God is doing. He will get it accomplished in and through your life, and you will not get hurt. Hallelujah. So we have uh, who are those again? Noah, Abram, Moses, Joshua, David, and these three Hebrew children. Well, that's the Old Testament, Frank. Okay. Well, how about over in Acts? After they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to do some things that they had confidence that they could do. Remember Peter, as recorded in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10? Peter, 
and John went to the temple and, and verse 4 and fixing his eyes on him fixing on a certain man at the at the gate with John Peter said look at us and he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them he was looking for money but God was about to give them healing and Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he was totally healed. Peter had totally confidence in the name of Jesus to speak to this man, and this man would rise up and be healed. See, that's what God wants us to be. A benefit of fearing God is having total confidence to be able to speak healing into someone's life. Praise God, hallelujah. That's what we need to be about doing, ministering to people who need. In Acts chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, here Peter and John went before the council, and uh, they came back to their group, and, and, uh, and because... The, they told them, listen, you can't go about uh, preaching and teaching in this name. And so what did Peter and John did? They came back to that group of believers and, and began to talk to them and speak to them. And uh, verse 18, it said that they called them and commanded them not to speak or at all to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have heard, which we have seen and heard. Listen, they had strong confidence that no matter what, no matter what, they could come and do the work of God and speaking in the name of Jesus, they were going to do that no matter what the government would say. Can you do that today? Is it getting to the point in this nation that's trying to shut people up from speaking the name of Jesus in schools, on the streets, in government places? You can't do that anymore. What are you going to do? Will you have strong confidence in God that you are supposed to go out and teach and preach in the name of Jesus no matter what? So they came back recorded in verse 29 and following they came back to their group now Lord look on their threats and grant in your servants that with all boldness that we speak your word hallelujah by stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your servant your holy servant and when they, had, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Here they got refilled again to be able to speak boldly the word of God because they were. when you get full of the Holy Spirit, you'll have strong confidence that God will do what he's promised to do. Hallelujah. So no matter what condition you're in, no matter where you are, doesn't make any difference what's going on and coming against you, no matter what's happening, 
you will have strong confidence in Christ Jesus. Paul and Silas, well, you remember them. They were thrown into prison. They were thrown into prison in Acts chapter 16. And at midnight, Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loose. No matter what's going on, no matter if you are in a prison of some type, Shout and praise unto the Lord because you got strong confidence that what he says for your life, what he wants you to do, he's going to do it. It's not you doing it. It's God working in and through you. So they had strong confidence that that would, would take place in their lives. Oh, prison doors will open. Praise the Lord. So, a benefit of fearing God is having strong confidence. And we'll wind up with Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. This is verses 35 and 36. Therefore, Therefore, well, how about, I like to put it in the light of what we've talked about. That's what the therefore is there. In the light of what's been said in chapter 10, I'm saying it, therefore, in light of what we've just talked about, about all those who had strong confidence in God that he would do what he had promised to do, therefore, do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. Whenever you stand and walk in strong confidence in God and do what he's called you to do, your reward will be waiting for you when you get to heaven. And even here on this earth, you will be rewarded because when you obey God, he will supply all your physical needs that you ever have. Never fails. So, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Don't, don't, don't throw away that strong confidence as you fear God. You will have strong confidence to do His will, no matter what's happening in your personal life, no matter what's happening in the world today, you will have strong confidence to do his will. Don't throw it away. Walk out in it and trust him. He will get things accomplished that you never dreamed of before. So let me pray for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I believe for people that are listening today will have strong confidence in you, that they will not throw it away, but they will have strong confidence in you, God, that they will walk out and do your will no matter what's happening in their lives. Don't look at your circumstance. 
Look at Jesus, and you will have the strong confidence that you need as you fear God in your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.